Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Chief Zone Podcast. My name is Farzim Vesugian. Here to talk with you for the next 10 to 15 minutes about the seventh victory of the season for the Chiefs. Yes, another victory we are recapping here on the Chiefs Zone Podcast. And gosh, I mean, I know I say this over and over again, but always an exciting time to be a fan right now of the Kansas City Chiefs with everything they are doing. And just the way they're playing football right now. A lot of people are looking at some of the past seasons where the Chiefs got off to great starts like 2003, 2010, 2013. Uh, and last season, 26, uh, 17, excuse me, uh, and, and people are making those comparisons, and people are saying, what is it about this year that makes this season different the most? And it's a quarterback play. With all due respect to Trent Green and Matt Castle and Alex Smith, and they had great seasons in those years that I listed, none of them are having the seasons that the Chiefs are having right now with Patrick Mahomes. And we've got some crazy Mahomes stats once again uh, because that's just a thing now on this podcast. It's a weekly uh, habit now on this podcast that we talk about Patrick Mahomes and some of those crazy stats. We'll get into that in just a moment. Recap the game. And one Broncos player uh, had some interesting choice of words after the game. I will read on, on that in just a moment. My name is Farzee Vesugian. A big thanks to all of you guys for downloading and listening to the podcast. Hope you all had a great weekend. I am uh, doing this podcast in Mexico right now. Final night in Mexico. Uh, but I, I was not sure if I would get this podcast out, but we will, we will be getting it out. Uh, got the Wi-Fi going. Uh, and I appreciate those who hooked me up with the stream. Uh, they had it on in, the, uh, in one of the channels here. Someone told me it was going to be on a specific channel, but that specific channel airs NFL Network. So... Miss out on that. There was one channel that would show the Chiefs, and then they would alternate with another team. And I kind of I was worried about that because they did that last year when I was watching NFL games. The Chiefs played on Monday night last year when I was here. Uh, but uh, I'm not quite sure exactly how that works. I know they have three different Fox Sports channels, Fox Sports 1, 2, and 3. And they'll have, you know, WWE on one network, uh, or one channel, I should say, uh, racing on another, and then they'll pick an NFL game and have a Spanish broadcast of it. They had the English broadcast for a different, uh, a different NFL game. I can't remember which NFL game it was, but it was one that had uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo on it this week. So I'm not quite sure really how that works. I'd, I'd be curious to know how that stuff works in Mexico and even in Canada. So, or, or just even outside the U.S. in general. So if you guys are listening outside of the U.S. I'd be curious to know, how do you guys watch NFL games on TV? Sure, a lot of you guys probably have to use one of those streams to be able to watch live. I know NFL Game Pass has some sort of a deal outside of the U.S. where you can watch games live so you can follow your teams. Uh, I'd be curious to know how people uh, try to follow their teams outside of the U.S. Because uh, that, I was actually kind of curious about that uh, when I was trying to follow the uh, the Chiefs. But uh was able to watch a majority of the game except for the three and out. Uh, for both teams to uh, open up the game. So, uh, able to catch uh, really all of it uh, as the game went on. Well, the funniest part is at the end, uh, I was actually watching on the beach. I didn't realize you could watch it on your phone. So, I just went downstairs and, and watched the rest of the game by the beach. And this guy in front of me is a Broncos fan also watching on a stream. And he was actually ahead of me by a good 15 seconds because he mentioned that there were, there was four seconds left and a Hail Mary was coming up. And eventually, I got to the four seconds part. But I think his stream started to buffer and so I got ahead of him, so I, I didn't have to get a spoiler alert uh, from him. Uh, so I was able to watch and see how that unfolded in the end. So kind of an interesting way to watch uh, watch it like that in the end. But nonetheless, 
Uh, Chiefs 7-1 halfway through the season. The Chiefs have now won 19 of their last 20 games over the AFC West. Very exciting. Going to get into that in just a moment, but a quick reminder before I forget, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. If you haven't done so, subscribe, hit the share button as well, let your friends know, spread the word about the Chiefs Zone Podcast. You guys can also interact with me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Vesugian. Give it a like, follow me on Facebook. We did not do a Facebook Live, but we will do another one uh, on uh, this Sunday's game against the Cleveland Browns. You guys can also follow me on Twitter, at farzine 21 plus. My email, farzine at farzinevesugian.com. All right, so looking at this game, and with the Chiefs now standing with a 7-1 record, Casey still has a one-game lead over the Patriots in the AFC, in which they will be playing tonight on Monday night against the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, long shot, but if the Bills win, that would help out the Chiefs quite a lot. A little bit of room for cushion for error as the season goes on for the second half of the season, but... Uh, not really holding my breath on that. The Steelers and the Texans both hold the third and fourth seeds, respectively. Houston won on Thursday night against Miami, and Pittsburgh won on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns, who the Chiefs will play on Sunday. The Chargers hold the fifth seed. They are on a bye as the Bengals narrowly defeated the Bucks as Ryan Fitzpatrick. He returned. Uh, he was brought back due to Jameis Winston. Struggling immensely since he uh, returned from his suspension. Since he uh, 5-3 on the season, they have the sixth seed in the AFC. So that's the AFC playoff picture for right now. And home field advantage runs through Arrowhead. And if you were at Arrowhead, you saw a lot of the action there. Denver's offense got going after the three and out for both teams. Uh, Denver's offense got going when they got the ball back. Uh, defense did return the same old defense that we're familiar with. The, the defense that we love and, and, and hate on and off, uh, but Bob Sutton, you know, you, you kind of wonder, you know, when is this defense going to turn the corner, and you kind of question that early on, but uh, eventually the Chiefs did rebound and start making some plays defensively, I'll get to that later, but man, Casey had a really bad uh, second drive of the game offensively, lots of penalties, lots of overthrown passes from Patrick Mahomes, kind of got off to a bit of an iffy start, uh, and there were also uh, some drops from some of the receivers. Travis Kelsey had a couple on the opening drive, or the second drive, rather. And then the false start from Jordan Ryder, the center filling in for uh, DV and also for uh, for Mitch Morse. So you've got some banged up players uh, at that center position. Uh, but still managed to do a good job. Did have that uh, fumbled snap, but committed the false start penalty. So that kind of saved the Chiefs. You never know on that fumbled snap what could have happened. Sure. Mahomes did connect with Tyreek Hill last week on, on one of those right there, but you're not going to get lucky every single time. So thankfully they got lucky in a different way when it was blown dead by the refs. Uh, but I, I think at the end they were really lucky to even get a score considering all the issues they had on this drive. They got to the one-yard line, in fact, and wanted to go for it on fourth and uh, one at the goal, or fourth and goal at the one, excuse me. Uh, why didn't Casey run the ball so much inside the 10? That's something that I uh, was critical of with Andy Reid on social media when I saw this, you've got one of the best backs in the league in Air Kareem Hunt now, I guess would be the more appropriate nickname for him. I guess a terrible run-stopping defense. Yes, I get Casey has Mahomes, uh, but know the situation too. Uh, the defense went run-heavy early because they knew Kansas City's defense would have a hard time making stops. So when you see Mahomes maybe isn't doing too hot on a drive, uh, maybe let, let Kareem Hunt take over. And you know Spencer Ware is just as capable as well. So I was a little bit surprised we did not see that from the offense during that drive. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, later on, uh, Kansas City's defense 
after uh, trailing 7-3, to they came up with a big third down stop. Uh, it was to no pass and yo. He came away with a big tackle for a loss. Six yards uh, on that loss right there. Going from Casey's 32 to the 37. And then Brandon McManus missed his first field goal of the season from 55 yards away. Again, a six-yard difference right there. Uh, probably approached that field goal a little bit differently because it was 55 yards instead of 49. And that right there definitely could have been uh, one of those key plays that could have been a turning point that changes momentum because the Chiefs did fire away quickly on that one on a four-play touchdown drive. Tyreek Hill had a 40-yard catch-and-run play, bringing the Chiefs to the red zone. And then shortly afterwards, Kelsey had a nine-yard touchdown catch in the end zone, and the Chiefs took the lead at that moment, and they never looked back the rest of the afternoon. The next drive, you had Case Keenum struggling. Denver's game plan really changed quite a lot, which I disagreed with. They abandoned the running game against Kansas City's weak run defense. I thought that was a very foolish move by Vance Joseph. Uh, that led to Case Keenum being sacked twice in the last three plays of a six-play or a five-play drive before a punt. Yes, it was a three and out, but there were five plays there because of multiple penalties there that hurt the Broncos on that drive. Uh, so the Chiefs uh, got the ball back. Basically, I mean, the Chiefs at that point, they had a, a, a strong lead. They did have a miss from Harrison Butker on a PAT as they got it to Sammy Watkins, who also had a great uh, afternoon for the Chiefs, probably his best game as a Chief. Uh, but the Broncos were not quiet with uh, 54 seconds left. They marched five plays, 74 yards. Uh, some overconfidence, too complacent, not ready for Denver to dominate Casey secondary the way that offense did right before halftime. Uh, so Denver was able to sneak in a score before the teams got to go to the locker room. But coming out of the locker room, the Chiefs go eight plays in more than four minutes, and they capped it off with a 10-yard t- uh, catch-and-run uh, touchdown play to Sammy Watkins. That was his second touchdown of the afternoon. Denver continued to struggle with their penalties on the first drive uh, of the second half. Went three and out uh, again on another uh, on another short-lived drive that was more than three plays. Uh, they had that 23-yard run uh, to Philip Lindsay that was brought back, and then a screen pass to Lindsay uh, that went for 10 yards, also taken away. And on top of that, Wadman, uh, the punter for the Broncos, he punted the football just 22 yards to put Kansas City at Denver's 32-yard line. And look, if you want to silence Kansas City's uh, dominance in the return game, well, I guess that's one way to do it. Uh, it's just you're going to put Patrick Mahomes with great field position, and you know the Chiefs offense is not going to waste that kind of an opportunity. And by the way, Chris Jones ended that drive with a big sack. That's his fourth consecutive uh, his fourth consecutive game with a sack right now. Uh, but that bad punt right there, that was really the turning point for the Chiefs. The Chiefs scored again. It was air Kareem Hunt at that time on a fake pitch to Hunt. Uh, leaped over one Denver defender and then just ran to the end zone. Uh, it, it could not... Uh, bring him down. Just crazy to see how defenders try to bring down Kareem. It kind of reminds me of Priest Holmes and Larry Johnson when they had that Chiefs offensive line. Yeah, the offensive line was one thing, but even when defenders got hands on those guys, they were not easy to bring down. And you're starting to see Kareem Hunt do a little bit more of that. Jamal Charles wasn't, I mean, he was a great back, obviously the uh, franchise leader in rushing yards, but Jamal Charles didn't have the uh, heart to take down kind of kind of physical play, whereas Kareem Hunt does, and that was big to see. So that was obviously the turning point, and the Chiefs just went on to win right there uh, when they uh, took the lead, 10-7, uh, to 7, uh, following the missed field goal from McManus, quickly going in that four-play uh, touchdown drive, 
They never look back after that again. You look at Mahomes in that game, he had 24 of 34, 303 yards, four touchdown passes, one pick, uh, and was sacked twice. I thought he'd be sacked at least three or more times in this game, which would have been a season high, but not the case. And by the way, that interception, the Chiefs came away with a takeaway right after that, which I'll touch on shortly. Mahomes has thrown four touchdowns in three consecutive games now. Think about that. Four touchdowns. The Patriots game, the Bengals game, and now this game uh, against the Broncos. Uh, he's got the hot hand right now in the NFL. He really does. 26 touchdown passes on the season. Andrew Luck has 23 he is second, and then three others are tied for third with 17. So there's a big gap right now between Mahomes and every QB outside of Andrew Luck right now. So that tells you how great of a season he's having. The most passing yards in the NFL right now with 2,739 yards. Uh, excuse me, not the season, just in his first uh, nine games of his career. 2,739 uh, yards and 25 touchdown passes in a player's first nine career games. And I believe that should actually be 26 touchdown passes. Yeah, I do apologize. That should be 26 touchdown passes. That was a tweet from NFL.com. Uh, but th that's the most uh, in a player's uh, first nine career games. That includes Week 17 in Denver in a Super Bowl era. So crazy to see Mahomes be able to do that. By the way, Mahomes also posted his seventh straight 300-yard passing game that ties Peyton Manning for the third longest streak in league history, only trails Drew Brees, who did it in nine games twice, and Andrew Luck at eight games. Looking at the rest of the offense, Sammy Watkins, hell of a day for him, man. Eight catches, 107 yards, and a pair of touchdowns. Kelsey, six catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown catch. Tyreek Hill had three catches for just 70 yards, and I say just 70 yards like it's uh, a bad thing. Uh, didn't catch a touchdown pass in the second half due to an injury, a groin injury, but appeared to be okay afterwards when he put on his um, sumo costume uh, after the game. Uh, Kareem Hunt, another great game from him. Five catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. That was the air, uh, the leap we saw air Kareem Hunt doing. So also had 50 yards off 16 carries. Uh, and I did mention uh, Tyree Kill, uh, he uh, had the uh, sumo wrestler suit on, and Andy Reid said, he was dinged up, but didn't really give much of a response as to how he's going to be uh, moving forward. But Pierce is going to be uh, okay if he was in the locker room uh, doing his uh, his little shtick afterwards with the media. Uh, by the way, Kevin Harlow mentioned this Chiefs offensive line coming into this game allowed eight sacks. Fewest in the league. Now it's 10 sacks, but Mahomes' mobility also is a big reason for that. But look, you'll certainly take that uh, when you have this kind of an offensive uh, performance, uh, especially when you have Patrick Mahomes making the plays that he does. Switching over to the defensive side of the football, D4, three sacks in this football game, a big game for him. Chris Jones had a sack. Breland speaks. He's been starting to make some noise for the Kansas City Chiefs, starting to prove that the uh, second-round draft pick out of Ole Miss should have been taken maybe a little bit sooner. He had a sack in this game. Also recovered a fumble shortly after Mahomes threw a pick. If you remember in the uh, Jacksonville game, Mahomes threw his first interception of the season, and it was Breland Speaks who recovered the fumble against Jacksonville. So Breland Speaks once again uh, pulls through after Mahomes throws a pick. So you know that always is big for offensive players when their defense comes through and helps make up for that giveaway there. So good to see Breland Speaks doing that and helping Mahomes and the offense get a chance to make up for that previous gaffe. Uh, Anthony Hitchens, he had nine tackles. He left the game uh, injured with a uh, rib injury. And again, Andy Reid generally does not give uh, much on those um, 
on those injuries there. So we'll see what happens later on in the week. To no pass and yo, I mentioned he came up with that big uh, six-yard tackle for a loss. Uh, and then that uh, forced a 55-yard field goal attempt, which was missed by Brandon McManus's first miss of the season. Kendall Fuller coming in from the Alex Smith trade. He got his first pick of the season. Kind of a rough first eight games for Kendall Fuller, but good to see him uh, get on the stat sheet late in the game uh, in the second half to help Kansas City uh, get the football back and kill some time off the clock near the end of the, uh, the game. Uh, first four games for the Chiefs, they've allowed 28.7 points per game. You look at the last four games, 22.5 points per game. Still high. That does include, of course, a high-scoring game against the Pats, allowing 43. But the Chiefs' defense is getting better. Yes, they're playing weaker offenses like uh, like Denver. And say what you want about primetime Andy Dalton, but you can't apologize for that. I mean, that's not Kansas City's problem that he's failed all the time on primetime. Uh, I mean, Andy Dalton and the Bengals, they have one of the best offenses in the NFL, one of the best scoring offenses, that is. So I'll take it anytime the Chiefs can hold them to 10 points. And Jacksonville, of course, I know they're struggling quite a bit, especially in London uh, with those four players arrested. That we'll talk, touch on on the next episode. Uh, but again, 22.5 points per game, still high, but a much better average in the last four games compared to the first four games. Wrapping up here with special teams, Colquitt had one punt in the last two games. He punted five times in this game. So Dustin Colquitt, welcome back to the uh, to the punting game in the NFL. Haven't seen him in a while. Harrison Butker, he missed, uh, or he made a field goal, rather. He missed the PAT. Here's a quick note on his uh, PATs right there. He was 28 of 28 on PATs last year, 33 of 33 before the miss. And yes, he already has 33 PATs, more than the 28 he had last year. That also includes... Signing late in the season, but still already way uh, sur- surpassed from uh, what he had last season as a rookie. Uh, but Butker made 61 PATs before the miss. And now with the new field goal rule, PAT miss is a little bit more common. But if you can go 61 times and not miss, I'll certainly take that. Tremont Smith, he had three returns for 82 yards. Really starting to make some plays on special teams, setting up that offense with good field position. So good to see the rookie doing that, filling in for DeAnthony Thomas. After the game, Derek Wolf had some interesting comments, a defensive end for the Denver Broncos. He said, quote, uh, and this is from Nikki Jarabi, by the way, of the Denver Post. Uh, the quote is, they beat us by a total of 10 points, exactly 11. Uh, he's, he's including the uh, game against uh, the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. But he says, uh, they beat us by a total of uh, 10 points. I'm tired of losing, especially in Kansas City. I really hate Kansas City. Really hate it. I don't like coming here. I don't like anything about them except for Travis Kelsey. Travis is the only one I like over there. You know, let me just say this. I get the frustration in Denver. They just had a four-game losing streak that they snapped last Thursday night. And now they're, I mean, they, they have lost four of their last five after starting 2-0. Here's the thing, though. Kansas City has a home playoff losing streak right now. Kansas City's had a lot of losses, uh, or they had a lot of losses from 2007 to 2012, and no one ever likes losing. No one ever does. But to behave like that and act like that, and I know Derek Wolf has given some really crazy post-game comments lately to the media, but man, I, I, j- j- just do something about it. If you're angry, man, step up and play better. That's all I can really say. You gave up four touchdown passes to the best QB in the NFL. Now, is the fact that you're playing the best QB an excuse? No, you go out there and you still make plays. You've seen great players struggle against some defenses when people expect it the least. So go out there and make some plays. Go out there and do something to help your team if you're that angry about it. Uh, no reason to get all whiny about it afterwards. 
Uh, but it's cool that he likes Travis Kelsey, though. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. Look at Kansas City's uh, win-loss record, by the way. Andy Reid's first year in 2013, 11-5. 9-7 the following year, 11-5 the third year. That was a 1-5 start. 12-4 in 2016. Won the AFC US for the first time under Reid. Then they won it back-to-back years for the first time in franchise history when they were 10-6 last year. This year, they're 7-1. Why am I reading this? Because the Chiefs are on their way to finishing over 500 for six consecutive years. Uh, doing so every year under Andy Reid. That's the, that would be the third best streak in franchise history. Kansas City finished above 500 for nine consecutive years from 1989 to 1997 under Marty Schottenheimer. And they also finished nine seasons above 500 when Hank Stram was the head coach. Uh, and that was uh, with the AFL, and uh, that continued on following the merger. Uh, so the Chiefs have done it nine consecutive years, twice finishing above 500. And uh, right now they've got six consecutive, or they're on their way to six consecutive years of finishing over 500. Very cool to see. It just tells you really how much Andy Reid has really made an impact on this football team since he came here. Went from two and fourteen to starting nine and zero, and right before that uh, loss to Denver, when the Chiefs were still nine and zero and they had the bye week, I remember some someone put a stat out there that at that point, exactly a year ago, the Chiefs got shellacked by the Chargers on a Thursday night football game, and then a year later they were standing with a nine and zero record. So you know Andy Reid's really had a big hand in that. And, of course, making some of the personnel changes. And, and now you've got Alex Smith. He was a quarterback here for five seasons. Now you've got Mahomes taking over. And he looks like he's going to be here for a very long time, hopefully. And you just know Andy Reid, Brett Veach. And, look, give credit to um, to John Dorsey, too. He took risks on a lot of players that panned out. Guys like Marcus Peters. Uh, and I know he's not doing too hot right now, but during his time in KC, a lot of people passed up on him, and he fell to Kansas City's lap. Tyreek Hill, another player for the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, they risked in getting him. Kareem Hunt, uh, not that it was a risk taking him, but for him to be available in the third round and Dorsey knew what, what they got in him, that was pretty big. So uh, you know that he's also had a big hand in Kansas City's success. And hopefully Brett Beach has learned enough from that and, ho- and can find a way to continue that success through the draft as uh, the years go on for the Chiefs. So very cool to see the Chiefs. Just the way they're dominating. 7-1 right now. Still atop the AFC West and the AFC. Uh, We'll see what happens with New England Monday night. But regardless, the Chiefs will still have the number one seed in the AFC. Big thanks once again to all of you guys for downloading and listening to the podcast on Farzee Vesugian. Facebook.com slash Farzee Vesugian. Twitter.com slash Farzee21. And my email, Farzee at FarzeeVesugian.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Hit the share button as well. Let your friends know about the podcast. We will be back later this week to preview the game between the Chiefs and the Browns. Go around the NFL, out of bounds, and I'll throw my penalty flags uh, and we'll talk about the Chiefs at the halfway point. I put up a, a, a discussion on the Facebook page. What are your thoughts on the team? 7-1, and one, and their only loss was with three seconds winding down. Game-winning field goal. Or game-losing field goal in Kansas City's case. That's their 7-1 and one record right now. That's the narrow loss they have. What are your thoughts at the halfway point? Comment on that. We'll look at some of those comments on the next episode as well. We'll recap the first half of the season. Big thanks to you guys once again for downloading and listening to the episode. I am Farzee Basugian. The next time I talk to you, it'll be in the United States. And we will have our preview podcast out on Thursday. Enjoy your week. Talk to you then.